Well, if you're keeping a list so far in 2020, just take a minute and check your notes. We have a pandemic, check. We have a lockdown, check. We have now a crazy US election. Easy, check. What about this? A massive hurricane. Is that on your list? Well, our guest today has that on his list. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. So, I can say 2020 hasn't been that you, bad after we talked. You've got to be making this stuff up. <laughs> Come yeah. on. <laughs> How does three feet of rain in 24 hours sound? <laughs> Listen, I've dealt with three feet of snow, not in 24 hours. Lord, I don't even want but to. But you, you can it. shovel snow. Yeah, you can't shovel rain. Yeah. But three feet yeah. of rain? Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. Wow. Insanity. Yeah. What's it like, brother? Yeah. What's it like? Uh, it's maddening. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. maddening. It's maddening. <laughs> That's right. I'm done. It, Can it we just move? Every area of your life. Can we go to 2021? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Push fast forward, please. Man. Yeah. So in case you're wondering, uh, you already got a sneak, sneak glimpse if producer Randy was doing his job. Of course. Hey. Hey, listen to that hey, voice. Hey, did you just hear that? Listen to that voice. Of course I got the shot. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, he's here, folks. Uh, he is here. Producer with, Randy. With a face for radio. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Randy. He has a voice, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He has a voice. Say, say something, Randy. Say we need something. to get a drink. <laughs> this is where you fill in time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Does he have a voice for radio? Oh, yes. Listen to this gold voice. Yes. Mm. Hey, I've got a review that I need to read. All right. We got another review. Man, they've been, they've been bombing in here pretty good. So um, shout out to all of our raters and reviewers. This one is the most recent Rich Apostolic Discussion. Each podcast, every time. Thank you for taking the time and effort to record and make this available to us. Truly grateful. That comes from BWC Hype Man. (laughs) (laughs) I love the handles on these. Thank you, Hype Man. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's solid. That is. That is. BWC Hype Man. I don't know if that's Pastor BWC Hype Man. Bishop BWC, I'm not sure. My theory is BWC is a church. Oh, okay. I think we can figure out who this is. All right. Anyway, before we got sidetracked by producer Randy's voice, I was getting ready to introduce our guest. Yeah, let's do it. So all the way, finally, from Roatan, Honduras, uh, we have missionary Stephen Jones with us today on Kingdom Speak. Yeah, yeah. Man, this way. is... Finally, you're back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We didn't want to talk to you when you were in California. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to talk to anybody when I was in California. <laughs> Maybe you should tell us why you were in California. 
Yeah, well, uh, my wife and I were expecting our third and uh, hopefully our last child. <laughs> Easy. I was drinking uh, coffee right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our, our, our little girl and with an expected due date in June. And, uh, and then the pandemic hit us. We planned on returning to the States to have her in a, in a safe hospital environment. Mm -hmm. We just did not plan to leave under the circumstances we were leaving. The embassy called us and said, if you're not on Tuesday's flight out of Honduras, you will not leave. You're wow. going to be stuck here and your wife will have that baby in the public hospital there in Honduras. And uh, if you've ever visited a public hospital in Honduras, it's very similar to a war zone. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, I, I, I've been admitted because of a, of a leg injury that I sustained building our church. And uh, it, uh, it was the worst experience possible. <laughs> there wow. were chickens and dogs and iguanas <laughs> just crawling through the hospital. So are you, are you telling me that they double as, um, veterinarians is that yeah exactly okay. they, they treat both both oh, species that's great <laughs> yeah well it, there's chickens there there's a woman whose whose son is in a bed and then she's eating a bowl of greasy fried chicken so we just had a lot happening right there in in our little hospital room and uh it so you, was you literally had a shot of before and after yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, you, you take a good look over that her. That's that's you. That's gonna be you in a little while. Yeah, but. yeah, absolutely. The I, doctors are so poor here; they can't even fix you, boy. You're landed in a bowl. <laughs> they, uh, it was a deal, and I just, I made my, I made up my mind. My wife is not gonna have a baby in this hospital, uh, and so we planned on returning home. We just had to leave sooner. We and we had no idea when we would get to come back. And then the country went in the uh, the longest uh, quarantine in the world, Honduras. Seriously, El Salvador and Honduras longest quarantine in the world. Wow. Yeah. Now d describe what that was. H how restrictive was that quarantine? Uh, it started out just like everybody else. We we I speak we for the country of Honduras kept the virus at least um, verified any testing, they kept it off uh, for like four months, zero cases. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I personally believe that it was here in November, December, January. Um, and some of the other nurse, nurses on the island believe that. But in terms of just paperwork, we never had a case until I think May, May or June. Okay. And then it just hit like, like a semi-truck. It just started to roll through communities because there was just, there's no sanitation mm. and there's no thought to be, be sanitary. Right. Um, it's just not a part of the culture. And so it wrecked havoc and uh, it, it became a 14 day lockdown. So you could not leave your house for 14 days. Every 14 days you had a travel day. And that was when you went and got medication, you went and got groceries, uh, wow. Etc. But you, no one left their house unless it was their designated day, dictated by the last number on their driver's license. And so there were police checkpoints, military police, AR-15s. It just became a very dark place. Mm -hmm. for a wow. While. Wow.
Yeah. So then that would have absolutely, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, cause, cause here, um, in Canada, we have felt more than even what the U S has, mm. uh, as, as it relates to restrictions, yeah. but there was always deemed those essential, yeah. what they deemed as essential services. And so a lot of, a lot of jobs were where they fit that classification outside yeah. of maybe restaurants. Well, I just went and bought barbers. a jug of milk every day. Yeah. <laughs> right. I need some more milk. Yeah, Go for another drive. So yeah. what, what would that be? What were there, were there those designations there? Yeah, there were three did... essential occupations. Okay. So medical, which included pharmacies, hospitals and pharmacies. Yeah. Uh, law enforcement, fire department, law enforcement, um, and grocery stores. So if you didn't have a job within those three categories, you were unemployed. And when, when in terms of, for us, not the country per se, but the island relies so heavily on the hospitality industry, sure. tourism, diving, sure. excursions, et cetera. 80% of our economy relies on that. So 80% of the, the workforce works in tourism in some capacity. So all of a sudden, 80% of the island is unemployed with, there's no unemployment benefits. There's no stimulus check. There's no help. Nothing. There's no help on coming anywhere. There's no hope. The, the president did say, I'm going to provide 1,500 lempiras to every uh, working citizen, which is the equivalent of $60. He's so going to do that how often? One time? No, one time it was done. It already happened. <sighs> wow. when, a, when a jug of milk is $6, what, what are you going to do with 60 bucks? Well, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So it became a deal. It became a deal. And we knew it was a deal. Um, wow. I could not be here physically on site just because I was locked out. I've never felt more imprisoned than not being able to come home. Man, that's brutal, uh, bro. You know, and, and you know, um, I, what, what you're talking about, uh, brother Jones is, is something that not, not on near the scale, but I, I, I can, I can relate to it in this sense that when, when we were in this, the most severe part of our lockdown, obviously churches, church leadership, pastoral staff, none of that was considered essential. Yeah. Now you could work in a liquor store and that was, but yeah. that's a discussion for another podcast. So, but there were people that I had that were struggling with terminal illnesses that I couldn't go. I couldn't even go visit them if they were home. We couldn't, we couldn't just, un unless you were willing to bend the rules, sneak in and mm -hmm. man, what a, what a, uh, what a troubling spot to put a shepherd in when he yeah. can't get to his sheep. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine going ahead, going ahead and adding thousands of miles yeah. to that scenario. You know, and, and this is not to take away from the severity of what you or any other first world church sure. endured and suffered through, but 
you know, thankfully the technology available in, in, in your city is sufficient enough to basically everybody in your church can have access electronically to you in some capacity. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. But when the vast majority of my church doesn't even, doesn't have a smartphone, they don't have a laptop, they don't have internet, their access to the church and the preacher is being in service. So when I do an online service, I'm not getting, I'm not getting 90% of our church to participate because they don't have the wherewithal. Wow. They don't have technology wow. in their house. They're lucky yeah. to have electricity in their house. Yeah. And so while most of the world said, let's just go online, we'll do zoom. We'll do, we'll do virtual church. Yeah. There, there were, there were those of us that were saying that's, Im that's impossible. There's no way that meets the needs of our people. We're not going to reach them. The only way wow. we get to them when we get in a car and we go see them. But that sounds like that was even heavily restricted, at least. Yeah, yeah. They did allow an exemption later on in the pandemic and the lockdown to allow clergy and okay. ministry to have uh, to open up their travel restrictions. So that was an out, that was the only way we were able to facilitate the food pantry and the feeding ministry that we started as a result of the lockdown was that clergy could travel. So how long did that last? Uh, uh, the, you, you mentioned that the lockdown was the longest in uh, uh, yeah. So the world. So how, how the long? The second did that week last? of September it closed. It was like 180 days or something like that. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's a long ways yeah. from 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what what's the status of it right now in the sense of, you know, we're, we're seeing this second wave resurgence deal. Yeah. You know, what, what is, what is that doing to, are, are things tightening up? Are you see, are you seeing that? You know, uh, I look outside the window of our church office right now and there's just busy streets. Um, I think the hurricane has distracted the government from enforcing any sort of restriction. There's people walking around, no unmasked people driving around. Businesses are open. Restaurants are open. Um, I think that the regulations restrict it, but I just think it's not being enforced right now, just given the circumstances in our country. Um, so uh, we had an absolutely a, a jam packed church service last night there, there was no room for anybody else oh, wow. and um in the midst of of the lockdown so um people are coming to church i think they're they're hungrier than they've ever been that's my sense and so we're just going to continue to push forward and if they come by and they say shut it down we're going to comply we're sure. not going to compromise our convictions but we're also not going to bring reproach on the church mm -hmm. sure absolutely uh, and we, we have been in that same that same type of a scenario. Um, we we don't we don't have and I've, I've mentioned this before on, on previous episodes and other discussions with how the pandemic has affected the church uniquely in different areas around the world. But we don't have a, a constitution like the the United States church yeah. family has. So yeah. when they say shut down, we shut down. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people, uh, your right to assemble is not a Bible right. 
Yeah, absolutely. that's a that's a U.S. right. Like, yeah, and so <laughs> right. don't don't criticize me because mm. I'm I'm acknowledging the legality of where I live. That's not a Bible command. That's a U.S. constitutional provision. <laughs> right. We've we have had that statement yeah. and that this conversation repeatedly. You know the the the. The U.S. Constitution needs to come out of the back of the Bible and, and yeah. find its own spot hey, on the shelf. Subscribers. Yeah. Let's, let's, we're losing subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I believe in it. I love it. Well, I of admire course. The, the, the faith and the zeal and the commitment. Um, but I do believe God has given you grace to lead your church and congregation. Right. And God is going to give me grace to lead right. my church and my congregation. Absolutely. And so pray for me. I'll pray for you. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll navigate this the best that we can as anointed men of God. Right. And God will lead us. Yeah. This isn't the church's first pothole. No. no, it's, no it's not the world's first pandemic, and it'll likely not be the last. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So you mentioned um, hurricane. So yeah. let, let's just go ahead and add another chapter to the book of 2020. Hurricane Eta, E-T-A. She was, is, she was is, something else. How, how long were you back in the country when, when she blew ashore? Five days. Welcome home, <laughs> Pastor. Welcome home. <laughs> Welcome home. Hey, but you know you love where you're called when you would rather be there in a hurricane than be anywhere else in the world. Right. Absolutely. So, so man... Um, Talk to us a bit about that, because I mean, you're you're yeah. you've already referenced it, but it appears like that has taken preeminence even over the pandemic right now. So, um, for the for most people who don't know, Roatan sits about forty miles off the coast of mainland Honduras, and so we can see it on a clear day, but it has to be a really clear day. We can see the mountain range just above La Ceiba, and uh, Hurricane Eta came from the southeast of us, but it but it it we, we felt the whipping of the tail of the hurricane, which means we got a lot of wind, we got a lot of rain. It was uncomfortable for a few days. We lost power, cell phone service, and internet for the vast majority of, of three days. So we couldn't call anybody. If you, if you had an emergency in your house, you couldn't call the police. You had no power. Uh, if you ever wanted to rob a bank, it was the absolute perfect storm because even the bank couldn't call the police. You know, no one even knew you were there. So how'd that uh, work out for you? You said missions giving was up, right? I heard that. Yeah, it's, I'm going to tell you something. It, it's been so good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Egyptian gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't know what to do. We had to build a whole place all the money that we ended up last week. No, uh, we endured it. We, uh, it felt very, uh, strange, um, to not have power. Um, we tried to have church with no power and that sounds like a really cool, like photo opportunity. You know, everyone's got their little camera lights out and they're filming you preach and, but it don't romanticize it cause it's not super effective. Yeah. And I was miserable <laughs> preaching in the dark. It, it's just, it's not ideal. Uh, but the hurricane moved west of us into Guatemala and Honduras, and that's really where she started to wreak havoc. And uh, 
I, I can't speak for Guatemala just because my attention has not been on Guatemala, but uh, Honduras, uh, the eastern, northeastern part of Honduras is six feet underwater. The airports and businesses and cell lines, all of that has been severely affected by the hurricane. You know, um, in my communication with Brother Brent Schreckheis, who is mm-hmm. in Los Cebu, so what, 40 miles across the water? Yeah, yeah, just an hour and a half boat ride. Yeah. Um, Brother Nathaniel Schreckheis is still in the country. Brother Brent Schreckheis is back uh, in the U.S. But he sent some photos, video clips, bridges out. The airport in San Pedro Sula, under, I think he said, three feet of water or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, man, they, they, it, it's just decimated. Yeah, it really has. The country there. And we have not experienced the flooding that they have. They have it far worse than, than we do here. The, the What makes it challenging is when San Pedro Sula is is negatively impacted by any sort of disaster. It affects everybody in the country because they supply groceries, gasoline, building materials for everyone. So it's a trickle down. And we depend. Oh yeah. So if you went to our grocery stores this week, there was, there was no food in the grocery store, Mm -hmm. no vegetables, no fruit, no milk, nothing. It was that way for a week. Uh, because the ships couldn't get through. In fact, two ships sunk during the hurricane trying to get supplies from the Seba to Rotan. Wow. Um, and so uh, we've had to continue pushing our, our feeding food pantry ministry here because there's just not a lot of access to supplies for our church people. So you've mentioned that a couple of times. Why don't you talk to us about that? What, what, what does that um entail this food pantry when when we could not have service in our building we we thought what can we do with this big beautiful church that sits on the main road what can what how can we use it positively in the middle of the pandemic um, to support our community and so we thought you know what we can't have church but we can convert it into a food pantry and so we began to buy bulk supplies uh, for weekly packages of, of needs. And uh, we provided from the start of the pandemic until now we have supplied almost 40,000 hot meals for uh, people in our communities, our church people. And uh, we couldn't have church in the building, so we just decided that we were going to feed their physical body. And when the pandemic was over, uh, they were going to come back to the place that fed them physically. Maybe that place can feed them spiritually. Wow. Um, That's great. And so we didn't know how we were going to pay for it because it be, it, it became a significant expenditure. Um, when you're feeding that many people every week. Um, but, and I don't know how, I don't know. I don't honestly, I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know how we paid for it. Uh, I know that our vessel was never overflowing with resources, but our vessel was never dry. 
Uh, and it was like God just continued to put enough in there so that we could we could do what we felt like God was was calling us to do. Wow, well said. That that's that's um, just the the moment that you said that. My mind went to the the widow. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be full; just never has to be empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need it running over. I, 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 that's a promise from God. But as long as there's something in there. Yes, yes. That is so amazing. I, I don't know if you've. Um, You've noticed this. I picked it up in, in what you've had to say the last few minutes. Um, I'm not a, a doomsday, gloomy type of a personality. I try, to, I try to see the positive, the good. But man, for us personally, now I, I know that as, as a person, I've felt the restriction of COVID, uh, the pandemic. <laughs> we haven't been able to yeah. travel, haven't left Atlantic Canada. Um, it's affected us drastically that way. Mm-hmm. But as a church, as a church, we have seen God do some of the most miraculous stuff this year. Like yeah. I, 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 I think when we look in retrospect that COVID-19 will be the catalyst that, yeah. that propelled us into greater dimensions of revival, growth, maturity, kingdom impact. Yeah. And I'm, I'm picking that up from what you're saying. You know, last night, your Bible study packed wall to wall. Wall to wall. What, I, what I'm finding out, and it was there all along, it just requires sometimes a catalyst, is God does his best work in the most undesirable circumstances. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, it's been uncomfortable. It's certainly been inconvenient. But when I tell you that God has blessed this this church and this work in ways that would require a lot more time for me to elaborate, um, it's blown my mind. It's, it's, It's like there is this great and effectual door that is being opened to the Apostolic Church in Honduras right now. And Jesus has never looked better than he looks right now. Uh, and the apostolic church has never been yeah. better positioned yeah. than it is right now. Yeah. Wow. I, th- I think this is, it, it's, it's these kind of moments. We, we knew they were coming and there's been, yeah. there's been, there's been issues before, but the perilousness of the time it's it's as if it is separating the men from the boys, so to speak. And and man, the, the apostolic church is shining right now. Oh yeah. It's shining. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the denominal world is is taking it on the chin. I can yeah. speak for that locally. But man, the apostolic church is marching, bro. It is. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that this is a similar testimony to what you've experienced. We've got people from denominal churches that are coming that would have never come in just because of what they've heard about Pentecost, 
sure. the muddy waters of Pentecost, you know, the yeah. Jordan River of Pentecost. It doesn't look desirable. It's not sophisticated. Right. They get a little demonstrative. They right. wouldn't they wouldn't normally come. But because we're the only open church. Right. And they're hungry for to be fed, fed spiritually. They come and they're like, the wow. half was not open to me. Yeah. I was lied to. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I see them. We had one in the back of our church last night. It was his first time there. Man, his hands were lifted. He was just participating in worship. And I thought to myself, that, he, that man right there, he he was lied to about this church. And he, his eyes are being opened right now right. to the freedom he feels in the Holy Ghost. And I prom- I know it won't be his last time. Right. In fact, he's upstairs doing some work for me right now. Wow. We, we've got we got the hook. Yeah, and absolutely. Mouth. absolutely. He'll, he'll be there on Friday. Probably, absolutely. One way or another, he's going to be there. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, uh, it's incredible to me to watch and be a part of it. So awesome. So here's here's a part of of mission work that is um, very necessary, and that is every mission needs supporters. So yeah. talk to us talk to us a little bit about what you have going on. You're, you've got this uh, pantry, food pantry, yeah, mm-hmm. idea. Um, you've mentioned about. God miraculously providing. So if someone were to want to get involved, how, how do we go about doing that? And, and, and where are we headed? You know, what, what, um, what could, could be done to better facilitate that? Did I lose you? Are you there? Uh, I can still hear you. I can't see you. He's froze. Oh, you got you, bro. We're back. Let's keep rolling. Yep. Okay. Did you hear what I um, what I said right there? Yeah, I, okay. I heard you. Um, yeah. So our, our 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 projects are continuous, and sure. that's the way we like it. If we're going to exhaust ourselves, we're going to exhaust ourselves doing kingdom work, right? Um, and so we we've got our we've got a lot of irons in the fire, probably more than we can handle honestly, but it's just the way it happened. Um, above me where I'm sitting right now, we built this church. Uh, the vision of what I felt like God gave me was that in every church location I build, I I'm going to build a sanctuary. I'm going to build an apartment and I'm going to build a facility, a space for the church to have a business. Uh, because I want every one of our churches to be self-sustaining financially. And right. so I want a place for the minister to live. I want a place for the church to gather. And I want a place for the church to financially benefit. And so above us right here is um, is a, a coffee shop that opens in January. And we're on the main road. We've got parking. We have access to p- people that desire quality coffee. Uh, I'm passionate about it, so it makes sense. But So we're working to open that in January, which is works in tandem with the vision of our church because it provides a place of community for people to come and be exposed to the church and maybe a non-threatening environment. Um, And so that's, that's above us. And then um, in the back of our church, we're completing a fellowship area where our food pantry will be located. 
And that's where the kitchen is going to be to cook all the meals, prepare all the, the food bags for people that are, are coming and need food. Every Wednesday, we feed everyone in our church a meal. Um, it's not donuts and coffee. Last night, it was uh, shrimp fried rice, spaghetti, nice. uh, wow. pan dulce. So it was sugar bread, coffee, juice. It was a full meal because there are some women in our church that don't have a, a meal all week. They have zero protein all week. They survive on beans and rice. The only time they ever get something, uh, a substance is in, in our church on Wednesday night. So that continues on Wednesdays. So the kitchen in the back that we're building right now is to facilitate what we're trying to do on Wednesdays, just kind of limping along with the, the food okay. pantry. Awesome. So yeah. um, hopefully you don't mind me asking a numbers question. Where, no, no. where are you at in relation to uh, completing that project numerically? We've uh, poured the slab. So the, the foundation is poured, all the rough plumbing, rough electricals in the walls, the walls are going up. Right now they're, they're forming and framing the columns and in, in Spanish we call it vigas, but it's just basically support, concrete support for the, the floor that we're gonna pour above it. Uh, we're, we're, I've budgeted. I've, I've wrote it out. We're, we're $50,000 away from completing it. That's okay. textured, painted windows, doors, electrical, plumbing, kitchen equipment, etc. to, okay. to use it, um, by the end of the year. That's our, our goal. U S dollars. U S dollars. Yeah. Okay. The challenge here, and I don't feel like I have to explain this, but it's, it is relevant all of our buildings of materials have to be shipped in. So everything is outrageously expensive. Sure. Wood, the blocks, the concrete. And so it's, it's frustrating as a, as a missionary that operates on a budget of just benevolent charitable contributions. When you look at the cost of building supplies, it just aggravates you to no end, but it's just the, where we are. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and to be frustrated is is to act like God can't provide. Yeah. So I get over it pretty quick because we're sitting in a beautiful building that God has provided. Um, we owe zero dollars on anything that we, we have in the church. So awesome. It's paid for, It's uh, and it's incredible. There's not, there's not a church on the island that even comes close. Even comes close. Wow. That's awesome. So, Glory to God, but it's a, you know, it's a challenge. We um, we are in a building fund expansion phase ourselves, and mm-hmm. so we can relate to um, mm-hmm. feeling like we have a bit more barrel than meal. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, but I'll tell you this, and this this is just this is just additional. Just sure elevate faith. I, I remember when we were building this building and I reflect on this anytime I start to feel a little overwhelmed, we were building this building and I wanted, we were just in such a good rhythm of building and momentum and revival and where we were having church. When you come back to, to Rotan, Brother McKillop, cause you're going to come back. Even if I got to, even if I got to beg you to come, you're, hey, if I, 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 want if you to I come. do this, yeah, uh, whatever. You can yeah. wear a turban if you want to. <laughs> but 
I'll take you to where our church started. A little 10 by 10 room with green walls, mold growing up the wall. I don't even know why people came to our church. I'm embarrassed to think about where we started, that I would even invite people to come to that as a church. Sure. And people continued to come. It was just mind boggling, but I didn't want to be there anymore. I wanted to, I I had vision for where God was taking us. And I remember I had put, I had like $25,000 on my credit card, my personal credit card in building supplies. People had committed, Brother Jones, we're going to send you an offering to help you with this. And they they just never did. They just never gave the money. So I spent it knowing it was coming and then it never came. And I can't even begin to tell you the, the anxiety that you go to sleep with at night. Well, I think you can't understand, but I, I, I lay there and I would just say, if people only knew, and, and yeah. I would pace the floor at night. And, uh, I remember I went to bed one night and I, I didn't want to stop building. I had that on the credit card. I went to sleep at that night. I woke up to a text message and the text message, all it said was, Hey, Steven, it was a pastor, a friend of mine in the States. God dealt with me this morning. I love you. I support you. I believe in what you're doing. I put $25,000 in your account this morning. Wow. And and just big old hot tears ran down my face. And I was reminded, God whispered to me, I pay the bills. (laughs) You, oh, you yeah. facilitate the vision. I pay the bills. And if I've got to find people in the middle of the night to pay the bills, don't stop doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And every time I feel overwhelmed, I just reflect and I say, God, this is your church. Yes. This is your vision. Yes. You pay the bills. And uh, I just get to participate in what you're doing. And I, 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 I am convinced. And man, this kind of thing feeds off of each other. I, I'm convinced and, and the guys here, even producer Randy with his mic, could say amen if he gets ready. Um, yeah, that's you. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Um, I've, we've, we've made a commitment as a church that we're not mm-hmm. going to build this new building with, with missions money. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about how much money we give to missions because that's not what it's about. But it's significant. It's significant enough that we could build a church with it. Amen. And there we go. There's the amen. <laughs> I was wondering, what took you so long? He's still yeah. getting used to that new mic. Um, but but I've, I've just seen God repeatedly, man, repeatedly. When we go and invest it somewhere else, when we could be putting it in, yeah. even to, yes, it's, it's all the kingdom of God, but more a self- um, self-benefiting mm-hmm. aspect of the kingdom, and we just go, yeah. no, no, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it flowing. That you, yeah, exactly. you, you put it here, and it's like God just absolutely brings it back, and 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 in in a greater fashion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I was having a conversation with. Uh, Pastor Raymond Woodward a few weeks ago, and he made a statement to me that, and it really, really stuck out to me, that missions-minded churches are bulletproof churches. Yeah, I believe that. And so uh, to see God doing that for you on on a local level, but man, 
I, I, I could not encourage our listeners enough. I can't overdo what I'm fixing to say. You need to give to missions, period. Yeah. Not just to your local church, but you need to give to missions. It, it opens up a dimension of flow. That's, see, that's what happens when Randy misses his cue. We I got, got a backup. I got my amens on demand. Okay. <laughs> hey, before we move y'all on. Are, y'all are something else. Before we move on, it's hey, time I, to do a praise break. Okay, oh, so we got to do, do a quick praise break here. Um, so the point of the praise break is to ask you if you have subscribed yet to Kingdom Speak. And if you haven't, now is the time. Well, okay. For more premium content like this awesome episode, you need to check out our YouTube channel and you need to check out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and join us because we like Kingdom Speak and we know you will too. Yeah. All right, there we go. <laughs> okay. Now we're back. Okay. You feel better? Yeah, I was a bit narcissistic, but we have to do these things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You were starting to say something. Looks like you were looking out your window or something. No, no. I was just going to say uh, our church, the the temptation in all of this is to is to try to uh, uh, withdraw a little bit sure. and, and mm. just keep ourselves and protect ourselves. But for our church has been has been desiring to push the, the back the walls and expand vision and uh we have two neighboring islands, northeast of us and southwest of us, Utila and Wanaha. And there has never been an apostolic church mm. on either of those islands, ever. Mm. Now, I know preachers have visited, but there's never been a permanent mm. apostolic voice, ever. And um, so in all of this, we said, well, maybe God can enable and empower us to facilitate these new church plans. Well, the only way to get there is a float, float plane or a boat. There's a yacht that goes there once a week, and it's not ideal if you're if you're needing to be busy about just kingdom work. So I said, I was preaching at a church a few months ago, and I said, I believe God is going to open up a door for us to start churches on these two islands. We have family in our church right now that have family on those islands that are wanting Bible studies and wanting a church. And so all I did was say that God is going to provide a a means and a method for us to go. That was on a Tuesday night on Saturday morning. I got a text message from a college and career pastor who had had a service on Friday night with just college and career students, Mm -hmm. just, just, just kids that are on budgets that are in school. And in that, service he cast a vision to facilitate our church in honduras planning services or churches on these islands and they raised the money in that service to buy our church a boat that was seaworthy to go back and forth to these islands we we have the boat right now it's parked at our church it's a 28 foot center console Ponga with a 250 horsepower four-stroke Suzuki. It is wow. in our church parking lot right now. And it is the the method and the means that we will use wow. to plant two new churches in the middle of a pandemic, in right. the middle of a crisis. Right. God's people don't withdraw. God's people don't restrain themselves. Right. We just, we launch and, and God provided. And so 2020 has been odd, mm-hmm. but 
2020 has provided a platform for our church to see the greatest harvest that, oh, yeah. that we ever imagined. And so we're not discouraged. We're not frustrated. We're not downcast. We are believing for incredible opportunity uh, in wow. 2021. Wow. Great story. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm listening to this podcast and I've got a hundred thousand dollars that I want to, you know, I'm role playing now. Hallelujah. My phone number is nine, six. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you if if I've got a hundred thousand dollars, you know it ain't me. <laughs> so, um, how do I get it to you? Uh, you know, there's a variety of ways. However, people feel comfortable. Of course, you could always go to um, our ministry website, which is verticalfaith.net, okay. and that has basically everything compiled into one place. It's a one-stop shop, but, you know, we have people that that support us through uh, the worldwide Pentecostal fellowship. Uh, 100% of everything given designated through their arrives in the missionaries hands. You can obviously give through I am or registered with them. There's a variety of very easy ways to give. So awesome. Awesome. Well, we believe in missions on kingdom speak. Amen. Believe in missionaries, and we would just be ecstatic if our followers would just buy into what you have uh, presented here today. Fifty thousand dollars is nothing. Fifty thousand dollars is nothing. Nothing. Somebody out there listening's got it. Mm-hmm. Well, I got it. I didn't want to say anything, but all right, go ahead. I'm just on the site here now. And I'm just going to punch in some numbers here. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you get a $50,000 transfer from Randy at familyworship.ca. You know it wasn't me. That's right. It's not me. Yeah, it's, it's the other Randy. Yeah. That, that check will bounce. <laughs> you get those emails all the time. Hi, I'm, selling, I'm Ethan and I have a offshore bank account that I want to share with you. Yeah, or some rich family member has just yeah. died and we need somewhere to transfer. No, it's, yeah. it's always the prince of Madagascar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, mm-hmm. man, I, I believe if everybody just does their part, the kingdom, the kingdom has within its means what it needs. Mm-hmm. Every, every vision, yeah. yeah, every divine vision has a pro- a provision. Yeah. And so we believe in what y'all are doing. And man, uh, brother Shrek, I sent me a message this morning that you might be staring another hurricane down the pipe. Yeah. I, I sure hope it misses us. Our country couldn't handle another one. Wow. We don't have the infrastructure, but uh, man, we'll yeah, be, keep us in your prayers. We'll be praying. Uh, the reality is, I guess, when this is produced, that might that might be an old prayer request. It it could be a praise yeah. report or an uh oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, man, yeah. Before we leave, do you have any anything you want to leave with us? Any inspiration to leave our listeners with? Uh, man, you guys provide enough inspiration uh, for mm-hmm. these listeners. 
but I'll, I'll just share that, you know, for us right now in, in our season of church ministry, we're, we're focusing on why we are here in Honduras. And I've never seen it summarized better than the way we started a series in our church out of Luke chapter 7, 11 through 23. And John's disciples, they're asking Jesus, are you the one? Yeah. Or should we look for another? Yeah. They've been looking. They thought it was Moses, maybe Elijah, maybe Elisha, maybe John the Baptist, maybe Jeremiah. All these are forerunners just preparing the way. Right. And by him and saying, are you the one or should we look for another? And uh, Jesus replies to them. He says, go, go and tell John everything you have both seen mm. and heard. Yeah. It's the uh, the twofold responsibility of ministry is seeing and hearing. We're not well, apostolic yeah. if they can't tell by what they see and by what they hear. And uh, and then he goes on to list the seven miracles of Jesus Christ. And we've spent the last couple of weeks uh, focusing on that. Um, the blind see, mm. the lame walk, and uh, we'll continue but I, I want our church to understand that there are distinguishing characteristics of being apostolic. Oh yeah. And when our world sees it, they see it and they hear it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and so we, we are confident that we can walk in the same anointing and ministry that Jesus Christ provided for us through the power of the Holy ghost. Uh, but we want it to be visible and we want there to be a certain sound in our church. Oh, that's good. That, uh, last night it was the lame walk, and uh, not only is he here to, to to heal physical healings, infirmities. He, when he was here, the Bible says he healed all manner, all manner, right, all manner of diseases. Right. The the rise and the fall of the Roman Empire, the fall was the result of a pandemic. The rise of the Ottoman Empire and the fall of the Ottoman Empire was the result of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. But the rise of Christianity, the steady rise, steady. it has never had a fall because a pandemic can't stop the church and crisis can't stop the right. church. That's why Jesus said the expansion of my government ever. and my kingdom, there shall, there shall be no end. It's an ever pandemic increasing. won't stop it. Bureaucracy won't stop it. Right. Witchcraft won't stop it. Devils can't stop it. Amen. That's that's where we're walking Ooh. right now. We're, we're walking in familiar places. The apostles yes. walked here. Yeah. The the early church walked here. Right. And so we're we're confident in the infrastructure of the kingdom of God. We're we're confident in the integrity of the kingdom of God. And there will it will be seen and it will be heard on this island. And uh, wow. we're going to keep preaching it and we're going to keep living it. In Jesus' name. <laughs>